0: Meanwhile, hi, this is Seb. And this is Marcus. And welcome back to Meanwhile, a no longer bi-weekly podcast about movies, TV shows, and everything pop culture. And welcome back to our Halloween special, part two, specifically. So if you missed part one, be sure to go back and give that a listen right now. We are currently going through the 50 best horror films according to Empire Magazine. Now, we've had some agreements and some disagreements, but today we shall continue on but that's not the only thing this halloween you're gonna get another a third halloween special coming out on halloween day marcus what is episode three of our halloween special about
1: so we are going deep into the james wan horror universe arguably the modern master of horror the godfather
0: of modern horror Um, But yeah, so, you know, make sure to stay tuned for that. That is coming out on Halloween Day, where we go in-depth on James Wan. But without further ado, let's just jump back into this list. So, Marcus, what is next on our list?
1: Jumping right into an absolute classic and arguably one of the most important zombie films, Night of the Living Dead 1968 by the legendary George A. Romero.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's all right. I mean, it's pretty good. <laughs> I don't know. Like like we said like last time in the last episode and stuff. Again, I'm just not a big fan of like zombie films and stuff, but I would say like, you know, this is what kick started it all, blah blah. So I do have respect for it and it you know, it, it's kinda it's kinda funny. It's also kinda like you know, at this point when you watch it, I feel like that you could say the same about most horror films made In the olden days now is that you can watch it with quite a lot of humor and and with a grain of salt but um i I respect this film and i think if you haven't seen night of the living dead definitely check it out but i wouldn't rate it that highly personally
1: fair play i mean out of all of george romero's zombie films this is probably like one of the lower down on the list for me Mm -hmm. um but i do agree it's a classic it's a must watch it's Dated for sure, mm-hmm. but nonetheless a very, very important film for mm. the horror zombie subgenre. Mm, and I sure. think that's it, really. Let's move on. Okay. All
0: right. All right. So next up, we've got The Descent by Neil Marshall, two thousand five. Face your deepest fear. What are your thoughts on The Descent?
1: I I love this film. Yeah, this like, film. This is a classic like modern British horror, mm. massive claustrophobic like mm. vibes when you watch it. Mm-hmm. Even, I'm not claustrophobic, but this film, Neil successfully makes you feel massively oh, yeah. claustrophobic, like the characters in the film. Mm-hmm. The zombies, or well, the zombies, the monsters mm. are terrifying. Yeah. I remember the first time I watched it, I was, like, caught off guard.
0: Yeah. No, it, it's I mean, so good. Yeah, it, this film's pretty fucking sick. Like, um, I... Like like he said, like I've never been really that afraid of kind of like dark you know caves and stuff blah blah, but this film pretty much started that fear for me where I'm kind of like, oh God, okay, this looks kind of scary and like and yeah, I feel like this film is done really masterfully, like um you know the the tension building the anticipation, and there's not like there I think there's, what, maybe, like, one or two actual, like, jump scares, but most of it is just kind of in its atmosphere and its acting and its music and it's kind of, like, the whole kind of vibe is just kind of slow building and then up to a crazy crescendo slash climax. I think this film is sick. Like, I would highly, highly rate this as, like, a 8.2, personally.
1: Oh, dude, I 100% agree. This film is great. Mm. Um, You know, it's an all-female cast mm. as well, mm-hmm. which... Mm-hmm. I think for horror is kind of rare because most of the time females characters in horror are kind of like
0: damsels in useless, distress. To be fair. Mm.
1: They they very much are. I think in the last twenty years we've seen mm-hmm. that kind of turned on its head. Mm-hmm. And I think this film is a very good example. Of some fucking badass women, mm, and oh, shout out to uh, the actress who plays Juno, mm-hmm. uh, Natalie Mendoza, because mm-hmm. she's from Hong Kong. Hey yo, shout out, let's go. So th- yeah, I-, I love this film. Mm. It's great. I think like
0: what's so great about this film is this is also very practical based as well. Like there's no many, there's not many like crazy CG moments and stuff. I feel like it was, mm-hmm. it's very gra- grounded get it (laughs) because it's about K okay that's pretty far-fetched but anyway (laughs) i think um yeah i I feel (laughs) that the the scent is definitely one of the best horror films that's come out in the 2000s era um you know for those of you who haven't seen it we don't really want to spoil it but it's basically just about about a bunch of um what are they even called cave explorers or like people that go caving is that a thing caving nah, that definitely there's like a proper I, I term think, for it yeah spelunking I, I,
1: well, let's just call it let, spelunk no definitely not spelunking let's That's, just call them cavers okay yeah
0: so so yeah it's just a bunch of a uh, bunch of people that go caving and then they discover some deep secrets and deep you know creatures um but yeah i think it's a great film and like you said the the greatest thing about it is that sense of claustrophobia and the atmosphere and the creatures are actually scary as fuck be sure to check it out highly recommended it. it's definitely on the li- on our list um of quintessential horror films to watch this halloween right next up we have the texas chainsaw massacre by toby hooper 1974. what are your thoughts on the texas chainsaw massacre
1: i this is a classic for me like mm-hmm. this is a must-watch halloween film this is one of the first films that kind of did that viral marketing Mm -hmm. ploy of like this really happened Mm
2: -hmm.
1: it didn't (laughs) but people at the time in the 70s like this was terrifying for them this film is still pretty violent now i would say Mm -hmm. and i'm not sure if you're a massive fan of it but i i love leatherface Mm -hmm. he's i wouldn't say the most interesting character but I kind of like how he's just a very simplistic he's a redneck. Dude wears skins of people on his face mm-hmm. and runs around with a chainsaw, killing indiscriminately. Like, this is great fun.
0: Yeah, I think it's I feel like again, um it is one of those films where <clears> you could you should watch it with a bunch of friends and you'll probably have quite a l quite a lot of fun with it. I feel like it's one of those horror films – well, it's not really a horror, but where it hasn't really, like, kept its scare factors for me. I feel like that's the thing with Mm. most of these classic films is that you need to have massive respect for these films. But in a modern context, especially if you are, God, like a millennial or a younger audience member, you're probably going to be like, meh, this is dead. And I get it. I understand cuz you know we are so desensitized to this kind of shit nowadays, especially in 2020 when, you know, life is stranger than fiction. But um I think it's definitely worth a watch. I wouldn't really put it on my own personal list if I'm complete if I'm completely honest, simply because it is a little dated and I never really found the whole kind of chainsaw leather face thing that scary. Um, the final shot of Leatherface dancing with his sword is pretty like iconic, but again, me personally, I would give it a pass on my list. If I'm completely honest, fair play,
1: fair play. Mm. Um, you know, I'm really excited for this next one, uh, and it is 28 days later, 2002, by the amazing Danny Boyle. Hell yeah! Now, what do you think? I'm a massive massive danny boyle fan this dude is such a great director
0: mm, i mean i would say this film visually on its own is already like fucking iconic i mean so for to to give a little context to this film i feel that okay for those of you who haven't seen 28 days later there are definitely scenes you would have seen it's that uh, one you know shot of like killian murphy walking in empty london that one scene is pretty probably like one of the most famous like film scenes of all time i would say and the fact that it was shot on like you know a shitty like 480p like dv camera and stuff in comparison to what we have nowadays in terms of like all the big equipment i think what it did for film and cinema is like on that alone is already worth praising now Marcus, why don't you go a little deeper on everything else? Because I think, from a technical point of view, this film is already genius.
1: Okay, like let's 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 get this out of the way. The zombies mm-hmm. are terrifying in this. True that. I remember the first time I watched this, and I you know, 2002 was was 18 years ago. I was pretty young when I watched it. I wasn't wasn't 2002 when I watched this though, because I would have been like eight. <laughs> <laughs> but when I first watched it. It scared the crap out of me. Mm. You know, up until then, a lot of the zombies that you saw in film were very much George A. Romero style, mm-hmm. where they were very slow, slow. Mm-hmm. they were kind Dumb. of stupid. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I guess you can argue Twenty Eight Days Later are they zombies because mm-hmm. they're, exactly they're infected by the Rage virus. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like you know crazy rabies, mm-hmm. um, but I categorize them as zombies. Yeah, it's a zombie. Um, I ilk. think this was yeah, very sure. refreshing. Mm-hmm. yeah this was very refreshing for the zo- uh, for the the zombie genre mm-hmm. and the acting is on point but i think at the end of the day towards you know the first i say half of the film is very much humans versus zombies but then mm-hmm. by the end of the film it's not even about that it's about humans versus, versus humans. humans yeah it's about it's it's like the military have like lost their minds and then it gets you know if you haven't seen it spoiler alert you know the, the military guys get massively rapey Um, and they get what they deserve at the Mm. end of the day and it's a great film the soundtrack the theme song to this film is awesome Mm -hmm. it is a slow burning like crescendo of like absolute orchestral goodness Mm -hmm. but I I can't even like praise this film enough and I also need to mention 28 weeks later Mm. is also a great follow up Mm -hmm. Um, you know i think some people might be put off by kind of the low budget and also the low quality of this film because i don't think it's aged amazingly
0: yeah definitely not you
1: have to respect it because this is such a great film Mm -hmm. but i think for the more modern cinema goer i would probably recommend 28 weeks
0: fair enough for
1: this just because it's an easier watch Mm. and Twenty Eight weeks later is also a great film with a great cast Mm -hmm. and the premise is really interesting Mm -hmm. um you know and i'm just patiently waiting here for the 28 28 years years later, later. which i don't think we'll ever get (laughs) um (laughs) sooner or later it's actually going to be 28 years later
0: and you're going to be like oh (laughs) yeah and then yeah true that i mean
1: I think Danny Boyle is one of the best like British cinematographers and directors around. Mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I got to say, like the dude has done some absolute classics, and he's done like Train Spotting, which I suppose was his biggest film. Yep. is my favorite film of all time. Whoa, so, that's a <laughs> big statement.
0: Here. That's a big statement. That is a very big yeah, dude,
1: statement. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I adore Train Spotting. That film changed my fair life. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, let's move on. Okay. Because we could talk about Danny Boyle all day.
0: Yeah, maybe you know, maybe it'll be his own episode one huh. day. But um out of ten, what would you rate twenty-eight days later?
1: A solid eight point five. Eight point five? All, right, all right. I would say
0: for me it's a seven point eight. Um, but Okay. I 8. would say yeah, definitely put it on your quintessential Halloween list. Um, for those of you who haven't seen it. And you know, for those of you who have seen it, you would already know that it's a great film. It's always worth a watch and this halloween why not why not i feel like with the whole kind of infection kind of epidemic kind of vibe it's part of the 2020 you know vibe anyway so why not treat yourself to a little bit of (laughs) (laughs) stranger than fiction shit anyway next up here's a film that i know for a fact that (sighs) both of us have mixed feelings about mostly negative um and this is 2018's A Quiet Place, directed by John Krasinski. Um, so, for those of you who don't know, this film is about a world where if you make any sounds, some monster thingies will come and kill you, basically. So, you're essentially that's why it's called A Quiet Place. You can't make any sound. Now, Marcus, what are your thoughts on A Quiet Place? <laughs> where to
1: begin? Okay this film is fucking shit have been great (laughs) it could have been great
0: Mm -hmm.
1: like it has an interesting premise Mm -hmm. but whoever wrote the story like what the fuck were you thinking Mm -hmm. like no person would ever make the logical decision to bring Mm -hmm. a child into a world Mm -hmm. where you are not able to make any noise Mm -hmm. and their whole thing of like yeah we're going to build a soundproof bunker Mm -hmm. like fuck off man like you just wouldn't do this you just wouldn't
0: hey man life like you know maybe like jeff goldblum life finds a way maybe this is not
1: a jeff goldblum situation (laughs) this is just not yeah and i love the tagline the tagline is like if they hear you they hunt you and it's like i mean that applies to anything for fuck's sake true, like <laughs> true, true,
0: i mean yeah that's the yeah, thing I mean, with okay. this film as well with me is like it's just again a very interesting concept blah blah but then once you start watching it and kind of like deeping it every time i watch it and i've only oh, okay i've seen it like once once and a half but both times i've watched it i was kind of like this is kind of all your fault (laughs) like every time i just can't get it out of my head of just like why did you do this if you knew this was going to happen you know like my suspension of disbelief was kind of thrown out the window the minute you think like like yes you know you're in love and you're with a woman and blah blah and life finds a way blah blah but then at the same time you know even in real life some of my friends are already considering having kids or whatever and and And, you know, people always ask me and I'm sure they ask you, Marcus, as well. Oh, would you ever want kids? I'm like, yeah, for me, at least I was like, yeah, one day. But I want to make sure that I can that I'm in a right financial or life situation where I can provide for them and make them happy. And if I'm having this like, you know, a line of thinking now in a non crazy monsters hunting you world, what surely you would have that exact same line of thought in the story and be like, I would love to have kids, but maybe it's just not the right time and place, you know. And that's just something I just mm-hmm. can't get over.
1: Yeah, I mean, the second you clock that, the whole film's just like a bit of a joke, mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. Um, but, okay, I mean, but, but in say... it's defense. Mm-hmm. Emily Blunt is great in the film. Oh, yeah, I can't Really, for sure, really dent for the sure. For sure. You know, the acting is good. Mm-hmm. The you know, the cinematography was fine. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just the plot. The mm. plot of this film. Makes no fucking sense. Mm. Um, And this definitely falls into my would have and should have category of this could have been really good. Mm. Um, And I know they're making a second one. Mm -hmm. With Killian Murphy in it. That'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah, which kind of like, you know, I'll watch it. I'm kind of interested Mm -hmm. because it's much more uh, about the world at large. Mm -hmm. And as we know, spoiler alert, like, you know, John's character Lee uh, kills himself at the end, which I think was totally totally avoidable but mm. you know
0: we'll see we'll, we'll see. We'll just leave it at that um out of 10 what would you rate
1: it surely right uh five
0: Oof. i would say 4.7 for me i don't know i mean like because yeah if i ignored the whole kind of bringing a child into this world where you can't make noise thing other than that i think the acting is good i think some of the production design and cinematography is decent enough i wouldn't say it's amazing i think some of the world you know building shots are pretty cool but uh, i mean i don't know i feel like the monster design isn't that particularly original i think the cg isn't particularly good i think it's a very mere film if you take away like you know the premise and stuff so for me it's barely a passable film
1: fair play i think um for me when i watched it i instantly thought so you're telling me that everyone in the world couldn't figure out how to lure these things into a massive trap Mm. like yeah giant hit with mm, some spikes like, yeah, in it, yeah, chucking like a, a couple soundtrack. boom boxes. Yeah, true. Like that really, uh, really kind of aided me a bit. And I was like, mm. "You're telling me that these monsters that are obviously blind mm. somehow managed to take us all out?" Mm. Like, fuck off.
0: Yeah, bro. I mean, I feel like you know, I feel like we'd be able to beat these guys. Tbh, it would take yeah. a couple years, maybe of like, or maybe, or maybe even months and stuff. But like. Okay, this is, like, a reference to another film, but uh, do you remember the 2004 War of the Worlds? Yeah, of course. And so. there's this one scene where, like, it was, like, a throwaway line, and then they're, they're, like, fighting against, like, the big, you know, alien thingies, and then one of the guys just in the background just says, like, oh, yeah, the Japanese were a- were able to figure out a way of beating them already. And when you think... And I, I feel like that was a great line, because when you think about it, it's just like, fuck, yeah, of course someone in the whole world, one place, would be like... This is easy. Fucking let's do that. So I feel like in the same, you know, kind of way of thinking, I personally feel that mankind would be able to be like, oh, you know, okay, we need to fight these guys. Let's think of something cool, like a sonic boom beam or some shit. I don't know.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. No. Yeah, Moving it's very, on. yeah, let's Moving move on. on, let's move Wasting on. Wasting our on. time. Yeah, I would
0: I would say you can avoid this film for this Halloween, personally. Agree? Every Halloween. Okay, fair enough, there we go. <laughs> Next up, we have 1976, The Omen by Richard Donner. Ooh. Oh, yeah. so okay.
1: Marcus... what a great film to follow up with. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. this is an actual great, great film. My mm-hmm. God.
0: Um as a kid this film scared the living shit out of me. Like it took me 18 years to actually be able to watch this film in its entirety cuz as a <laughs> kid um I could never finish it. Like every scene I'd be shitting my pants basically. And I'm pretty sure I actually did pee my pants once when I was watching this as a kid. Um but then when I finally did get the balls to watch it, and this was whilst I was at uni, so it did take me a while to find to find said cojones to watch this film. It wasn't obviously as scary by then. I was already like, oh, is that it? But I think in terms of like Fort's time and the way the film is shot and the script writing, the actor performances, the art design, the production design, the soundtrack, I think this film is a is beautiful i really love this film in terms of like art
1: i 100 agree with you. this is such a this is like this is a horror film that transcends being a horror this mm. is just a absolute classic mm. film hell yeah you know gregory peck like mm-hmm. come on man like the cast is amazing mm-hmm. the premise is amazing it's still creepy to this day it is creepy for sure it's a very like,
0: unsettling
1: film very much so i think uh you know neither of us are parents so i can't even imagine what a parent would feel like watching this film like the paranoia that would ensue Mm -hmm. especially you know i think in the 70s 60s to 70s is when like the whole devil thing seemed to be this Mm. really big cultural phenomenon where people genuinely were terrified of cults
2: Mm. Mm -hmm. like -hmm. you know
1: post manson Mm -hmm. so i think this film when it came out would have probably scared the living shit out of everyone oh yeah um and I think it's especially interesting um, the stuff that happened behind the scenes, mm, like all of the weird the events. The creepy shit, yeah. You know, sh- shout out to, um, I don't know if you've seen this, Ed, but Shudder have made mm-hmm. a really good series called like Cursed Films.
0: Oh my God. That sounds um,
1: lit. And it's really good. They There's an episode on the Omen. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Like they do the Omen, they do the Exorcist, they do mm-hmm. all the classics. And mm-hmm. it's really interesting because... You learn things that like even I didn't know about the mm-hmm. film, um, so I highly recommend that watch. But this film is a solid like eight point five, yeah, eight point eight to me. It's I so agree.
0: good. I agree. Uh, for those of you who haven't seen the Omen, it is basically about the Antichrist being born into a child. It's a you, it's a pretty like you know, uh, sto- It's a story that's been told quite a few times now, but this is arguably the film that kind of started it all. In terms of like the Antichrist kid, uh, Damien, uh, there's also that very iconic scene where they're giving him a haircut, and you see six 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 on his on on his skull. Terrifying shit. Um, but yeah, like you said, I think this film is a work of art. I would give it an eight point eight as well. I think it's a definite inclusion on the quintessential must watch horror list. Uh, but I'm also uh, I'm also glad that you mentioned Shudder, would you? Because uh, I was seriously considering subscribing to Shudder the other day. Would you recommend it?
1: Now, yes. Okay. There was a bit I, of a hesitation there. Yeah. Okay. The thing is, they're You know, the Shutter original films mm-hmm. are aren't really that great. Okay. They're, you know, they're kind of okay. Okay. But I think. Um, seeing as we're both, like, such big horror fans, mm-hmm. I, I kind of think it's a necessary okay. uh,
0: subscription. fair enough, fair enough. They do
1: have some classic films on there, but I would say the issue is knowing that you have Prime and, uh, you know, Netflix, Netflix and, and all the now other ones. TV, mm-hmm. Like, between those, most of them are covered. Okay. So, but I mean, should Shudder have a free trial. Okay, no, check, I'll it, check out. it out. I'll check it out. I'll check you it know, out. You know, I would get. I would just do the subscribe uh, the free trial purely to watch the cursed films. Yeah, I'm very series. intrigued
0: by that one thing you mentioned because it's too,
1: it's so. really interesting.
0: Mm. But yeah, the Omen, eight point eight, great film. Definitely watch it this Halloween. Directed by Richard Donner. He did Superman, Lethal Weapon. Great director. Very varied director. We like that. We love that.
1: <laughs> we like.
0: We like. We like. Right. Let's move on to the original. Suspiria, directed by Dario Argento in 1977. Now, I remember, Marcus, you and I watched this for the first time together a couple years ago, and we were quite confused by what was going on. Um, Because in my opinion, I don't know what you think, but I feel that this film is very much style over substance. Um, And I know quite a lot of you listening are probably going to be like, what the fuck, man? How could you diss this film? Don't get me wrong. I love this film and how it looks, but I think there are certain moments that are a little less well written or, or 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 not that well executed. I feel, and it's a combination of probably its time, its budget, and um, you know some of the effects are pretty dated. But on top of that, I feel like the the script was pretty, you know, uh, not pretty shoddy i'll say it's a it's a little like confusing it's a, and it requires a little bit of digging after you watch the film to kind of really understand what was going on but for those of you who don't know um this is basically about a girl who tries to join this dancing troupe school and turns out that this dance troupe is um a witch coven basically and that's that's basically the premise. Uh, Marcus, what are your thoughts on the original Suspiria?
1: So I gotta say I agree with you pretty much. This film is visually such a treat. Mm-hmm. It's it's very fresh. But mm. like, even when you watch it now, it's it's you know it's almost four oh, yeah. years old. Sure. It is still like is so so nice to look at. It's beautiful. Um but I gotta say, this is see so the thing is by me saying this, this film is very much a substandard slasher.
2: Mm. plot mm.
1: but in saying that this is 1977 this was kind this this is one year before halloween mm-hmm. which is largely credited as kind of like kick-starting the slasher genre mm-hmm. but i would say that uh the uh, most people seem to forget that the italian horror genre of the 70s all of the films that came out they were very much important films for the horror genre because all of these American filmmakers would have seen them and drawn inspiration from them. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think this is an important film. Um, I wouldn't watch this again. I've seen it twice now. Uh, I think that's enough for me. I would much prefer watching the remake of Suspiria Mm -hmm. because that, that is very, very much a perfect balance of substance and Mm -hmm. visuals. Mm -hmm. Um, and a really great cast as well. Oh, yeah. I think Um, Tilda
0: Swindon alone is worth watching. She makes that film, mm -hmm, personally. mm -hmm. And Um, there
1: are some kind of unsettling moments, which are quite quite nice, I would say. I actually Um,
0: really enjoyed the, um, the new Suspiria. I think it's, like you said, it's like a new updated version of the original, and I feel like it's a lot easier to follow now, where... You actually kind of have a better grasp of who's killing who and who's the bad guy, who's the good guy. There's still lots of twists and turns, of course, but I think it's they it took the best elements of Suspir- of the original Suspiria and you know re- modernized it a little bit and made it a little bit more um, clear to follow. Uh, that being said, I think the original Suspiria still wins in terms of its visuals. But I think if this Halloween. I would, same as Marcus, suggest you watching the new version first and then check out the original Suspiria.
1: Definitely. Solid film, though. Solid, solid film, film, solid
0: film. Um, moving on, we have John Carpenter's The Fog that came out in 1980. Wait, okay, so I haven't actually seen this this movie. Is this the same? Is Wasn't there a remake of The Fog? there was and that's was the terrible. one where at the very end he kills his whole family or some shit right i can't even is that remember. the one where like you know at the very end he's in a car and then he kills his family because no
1: he... dude you're thinking of the mist
0: the mist there we go okay so it's how can you different.
1: confuse the fog with the mist oh I, sorry uh... <laughs> stephen king man mm, totally true, different. true
0: true 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 okay so yeah i haven't seen this movie um what are your thoughts on this i mean it seems pretty lit though jamie lee curtis adrian barbeau yeah tell me more about this film
1: I now this was post halloween so carpenter mm-hmm. was like you know becoming huge mm-hmm. and this was an indie film for him um i really enjoy it it's the cult classic i would say mm-hmm. um It definitely has some pretty, like, chilling vibes. Mm -hmm. It's very atmospheric, but it is quite low budget. Right. As are, like, most of John Carpenter's films from the late 80s, uh, early 80s. But I, I, I've said it before, I really do love everything that John Carpenter does. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of biased here. But this is very much some 80s horror goodness, Um, some great acting from jamie Lee curtis the soundtrack is great as we know carpenter does his own soundtracks Mm -hmm. which i like i love that Mm -hmm. uh i mean dude come on man you you're looking at the poster too it's a sick poster poster. fucking sick Uh, i mean john carpenter always has sick posters let's be real
0: so for those who for for those who haven't seen the movie me included what is it about briefly
1: okay so basically it's a small town and this fog comes, and it's like the 100th anniversary of these sailors kind of dying, and okay. they come back to haunt the town. Super, super oh, wow. simple plot. That's that all you need. That sick. Okay, fair enough.
0: So would you put this on your quintessential must-watch list this Halloween?
1: Hell yeah. All right. Like, especially because you haven't seen it. So okay, uh, fair enough. definitely go check it out.
0: Boom. Sounds great. Sounds good. Let's go. Moving on. We have... 2017's Get Out by Jordan Peele, starring Daniel Kaluuya, Allison Williams. What are your thoughts on this, Marcus?
1: Um, it's overrated. I gotta yeah, say, yeah,
0: I agree. It's definitely um, overrated. I feel like, right, okay. So before you guys all come in and be like, "Oh, what you mean, man?" Hear us out. I feel that Get Out and Jordan Peele. You know, what deserves praise is, of course diversity and inclusion and representation i think it's good in that fact where we're finally getting you know more representation for black characters and black actors and you know black representation in general i think that's great however if you strip that away i think the film itself isn't particularly that new um for those of you haven't seen it we're not going to spoil it but it's basically about um this black guy, the main character, played by Daniel Kaluuya, and he kind of meets this girl, and then he, you know, meets the family, and then for for a weekend, which then turns a bit crazy. Um, and okay, we're going to spoiler territory now. Turns out that the that the family is all you know crazy, and they you know take over the bodies of, um, of. They're victims, basically. They they kind of possess them and like swap consciousness and stuff. Blah blah blah. So here's the thing. I think like it's an interesting premise because it does flip the kind of like you know uh racial roles and etc cetera, etc. Cetera, but it's not actually new either. Like Skeleton Key did it in two thousand like one or four. It's exactly the same premise where people are swapping bodies and. You know, I feel like visually it's not that particularly amazing either. There are a few shots that are really good, like uh, Chris uh, is like sinking into the chair and falling into this dark abyss. That was a pretty cool shot. Uh, there's the shot of you know her with the teacup, and yeah, there are a few you know visually cool moments. But in general, I think it's very it's played very safe in terms of the cinematography. It's nothing groundbreaking. The color grade isn't particularly amazing. Uh, now, obviously, this film, it won Best Script for, at the Oscars, and I kind of disagree because I feel like there are, you know, moments of good line delivery and stuff, blah, blah, blah. but in terms of the screenplay itself, the idea isn't that original. And the acting, pretty good. Uh, I feel like Jordan Peele, um, he deserves credit for, you know, uh, the, as a directorial debut, not bad but I definitely do feel that it's very overrated and it's helped by the fact that it's doing so much good for representation, but it kind of clouds that it's not that good a film. You know?
1: Yeah. uh, I I completely agree with everything Mm. you said, really. I think this film was completely overblown Mm -hmm. um, as a film. Mm. Now, the cultural impact Mm. of this film, super important, and I totally understand Mm. That aspect of it, but you know, I—I I guess it's the same it... as like
0: Black Panther, basically. You know, pretty did, much it did great for representation, but other than that, the film isn't that good. You know, it's just—it's not bad. It's just not that good. You know, it's like pretty meh.
1: It's very much overrated. Mm, um, exactly. I think I think there's not really huge amount else to say mm. you, i think mm. oh it's pretty uh, funny
0: i'll give it that it's a very good yeah, funny it's yeah. it's a very good comedy it's dark comedy and it, it makes sense because it's jordan peele and i'm a huge fan of Kean peel um and yeah i think like one of my favorite lines in that film is actually the very end when chris's friend who works for the tsa <laughs> finds him and chris is like how did you find me dude and he's like i'm ts motherfucking a <laughs> that was pretty funny <laughs> yeah yeah um but I think, like for a directorial debut, not like it's not bad. It's pretty. It's it's passable. Uh, but I think like the only way is up for Jordan Peele, and that's why, even though I'm not a big fan of Get Out and Us, not you know not a big fan either. I thought it had its little moments. I wouldn't say either of the films deserve to be on my quintessential list, but I think he's on the right trajectory. Like I've got lots of faith in Jordan Peele, where eventually he's probably going to be amazing. And mm. I am excited for that, but I would say you can give it a skip this Halloween. Personally,
1: I, I agree. I, I would I would go far as far to say that uh, Jordan Peele is basically the Spike Lee of mm. horror. Yeah, yeah. Although I wouldn't categorize either of his films as horror; they're more mm. psychological thrillers. Yeah, I agree. If anything, mm. but I would very much say that he is kind of Spike Lee in this aspect, where mm. he, as we all know, Spike Lee is a was well, he was an amazing film director <laughs> he's had his but moments. i i think i think you know his core message is political mm, and i true, think jordan true. peele will very much carry out mm. in that way mm. but i think there's a, a balance that needs to be met mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in for my for this is for me you know mm-hmm. if you if you watch get out and you thought it was empowering then that's fucking awesome mm-hmm. but i as a film goer, watched it and i just kind of went yeah, this has been done before. Mm. This is nothing new. Mm. Uh, let's move on. Just mm. no, before let's get we out. move on, get just, out. just a
0: little. Just, hey, I get. I see what you did there. <laughs> um, but before you moved on, just because you brought up Spike Lee, um, I think "Do the Right Thing" is still his best film, and I love that film. Oh yeah. Uh, and I honestly think that's one of the best films I've ever seen. It's it's a beautiful story. It's shot very nice, and. Obviously, like, its message is very clear and out there. And, um, you know, if Jordan is able to kind of, you know, go towards that direction, I'm interested to see how he's going to do it. And that's the thing. I feel like, like I said earlier, and like you said, because you especially made that Spike Lee comparison, I am very intrigued to see Jordan Peele's career and how it goes and stuff. Um, And again, we're not bashing him. I just feel that. You know, these, his first two films are a little overhyped, but I think the potential is there, and that's the main thing. But yeah, moving on. Hmm. We have... Oh, no, okay, okay. Now, this one's an actual classic. This one is actually iconic. Everyone knows it. Everyone's heard of it. Everyone's seen the at least snippets of this film. It's Hitchcock's Psycho from 1960. I mean, do we even need to say much about this film? Let's cue cue that iconic theme song and you can already... Okay, right, right. Before we cue that theme song, we're going to play that song and you're going to be able to visualize exactly what's happening. That's how iconic this film is. Right, ready? And go. Ah! (laughs) Boom, right? So, yeah, I mean, do, Marcus, do we even need to say much about this film?
1: Honestly, there's not much to say. Masterclass in horror. Masterclass mm-hmm. in storytelling. Mm-hmm. Subverting your expectations. Mm-hmm. Uh, You know, yeah, there's nothing else to say. Solid, solid, solid film. Don't bother watching the sequels, though. They're terrible.
0: Just, you know, if you haven't seen this film, then I don't know what rock you're living under. Like, You know, throughout this episode, we've tried to kind of give like brief synopses of each, you know, entry just to give you guys a little idea of what we're talking about and stuff. But with Psycho, honestly, like, there's no point. Like, you just fucking go watch this film. If you haven't seen it, just go watch this film. And some of you might be like, you know, people just say it's a classic because, you know, it's it's cool to say it's a classic. Nah, nah, that genuinely, like, genuinely, this film is genuinely. A classic. Like, goddamn. There,
1: there are some filmmakers out there that you cannot dent anything they've mm. made. And I think Hitchcock is one of them. Mm. Oh yeah, He has for not sure. made a bad film. For sure. Okay, what would you say is your best...
0: A little tangent ooh. here, but what would you say is the best Hitchcock film?
1: Ooh, 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 ooh. I already oh. know mine. Oh, dude, I don't even know.
0: Mine's Rear Window, 100%. Mm. I actually think Rear Window is one of the best films of all time.
1: See... I'm gonna say, I'm tied between Rope and North by Northwest. Ooh, North by
0: Northwest is a banger.
1: I, you know what, I'm I'm gonna go with Rope. Okay, Rope is pretty good. Rope is pretty Cause good. Because that's not like that's not something people would say, but I actually adore that film. And I enough. really, I really enjoyed the technical limit he tried to push, with mm. trying to make it look like it was one continuous shot. Mm. True, um, true. I mean, I studied it. In film, yeah, I I was gonna say that. I watched it in film as well. Mm. Um, It's not his best film, but it's my personal favorite. Fair enough, I think. Fair enough. All right, fair. Jimmy um, Stewart, dude. Jimmy mm,
0: Stewart. Oh, mate, he's iconic, mate. Legit, like anything with Jimmy Stewart in is just iconic already. But yeah, back to what we were talking about. You know, honestly, this should be on any and everyone's quintessential must-watch list for Halloween and in general. So be sure to check that out. It's Psycho by Hitchcock. Moving on. We have, ooh, another, okay. Right, audience members, here's a little, you know, asterisk. Every film from this point onwards is probably going to be an iconic classic film. So, you know, we're, we're some of them we are probably going to go a little bit more in-depth, but some of them are just so iconic that we're probably just going to, like, skim like we did yeah. with the last one. Because the next one is An American Werewolf in London. Uh, that came out in 1981 by John Landis. Marcus, what are your thoughts on this film?
1: All right. This film is an absolute beast. Mm-hmm. Literally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a masterpiece of terror, mm-hmm. like it says on the poster. hmm <laughs> and dude i love john landis like animal mm-hmm. house is one of my favorite films of all time mm-hmm. for him to go from one of the best comedies of all time to one of the most important horror films
0: comedy horrors mm-hmm. yeah
1: like black comedies mm-hmm. it, it's amazing and i gotta say the special effects oh practical effects God. the, oh the transformation gosh. of the werewolf is is terrifying like, like okay it's okay. so realistic
0: so this that one transformation is probably one of the most talked about you know cg make uh no uh, practical makeup scenes of all time alongside another film that we're going to talk about later on in this list and that alone is just proof that you don't need cg to make things mm-hmm. look good like this film for its makeup for its practical for its special effects alone is already worthy of praise and keeping in history you know it's already like in the history books for being an absolutely iconic film and that's without the story and the acting and the comedy that's just the special effects and i would put this in the same kind of like ilk of the original star wars where you may have you know some gripes with some of the acting or the story but the special effects and what it did as like for technology and cinema on its own is already worth praise and worth respect and worth talking about and checking out. This is the similar vibe. This is on the same ilk. And American Werewolf in London is a masterpiece of terror, but of special effects and tech and technology.
1: A hundred percent. Like I I can't I can't recommend this enough.
0: Mm, yeah, I mean f- I would give it 8.5 out of 10 for me.
1: I 100% agree. And I got to say, this film also inspired an absolute banger of a song, Werewolves of London by Warren Zevon. Check that shit out. Boom. Such a good song.
0: All right. Moving on. Oh, oh my Lord. Another oh, classic. Yeah. Okay, so here we have Hideo Nakata's Ring, 1998. Well i mean everyone's heard of ring you know like everyone everyone knows the ring everyone knows the story and the visual of it yes it's been spoofed in you know scary movie and stuff blah blah and the original the original original that came out in 1998 may not have aged too well and it is a bit of a slow burn but it's iconic like it's so good okay okay marcus what are your thoughts like do you think that in the modern context in 2020 is the ring still scary oh fuck yes yeah
1: (laughs) here's why this like seven i are massive J horror fans now when you think of late 90s early 2000s japanese horror Mm -hmm. the ring is the first thing that will come to your mind Mm -hmm. the ring the grudge audition yep these are three of the most important films that have come out of asia yep in the last like few decades the cultural phenomenon of this film inspired two remakes and to be honest for the more casual horror goer i would probably recommend the remakes over the j horror Purely mm-hmm. because, for some reason, everything in the late 90s to early 2000s was shot on a Nokia fucking brick phone in Japan.
0: <laughs> it does look like it was made um, in the 40s or some shit. For sure.
1: But I, I really do think there is something so special about the original 1998 Japanese film, The Ring. I, am not, I can't even put my finger on it, maybe because the way it's shot. The thing is, right, the, the remake is almost shot for shot the same. Mm-hmm. like they kind of change the premise ever so slightly mm-hmm. but it's the scares are almost the same mm. there's just something about this film um perhaps it's because it's the original perhaps it's because you know nakata is better at capturing the emotions of a room and mm-hmm. better at, and visualizing and creating an unsettling atmosphere this film is just awesome dude this is so much fun Yes, it looks like shit and it has not aged well. But you know what? I adore this film. I adore Japanese horror. Like there's something about Japanese horror that I find very unsettling. Mm. Um and perhaps it's because it's based a lot of it is based off Asian folklore, which kind of uh, you know hits much more home uh to me than western folklore purely because i'm from asia and you know like this this stuff would kind of be more something your grandparents would tell you before you go to sleep you know it's like oh you know don't shake your leg at the dinner table or like you bring bad luck on the family you Mm -hmm. know what i mean Mm -hmm. so i I think perhaps that's why but this is such a i adore this film dude like this is a solid 8.5 for me
0: yeah i think you've you've just nailed it pretty much um I completely agree. I think this film is 8.2 for me. I'd say it's an 8.2 for me. And yeah, like, you know, enough said. I feel like we can move on. The Ring, the original, is an iconic masterpiece that deserves to be, you know, forever in the history books. And I feel like, again, it is a classic where I feel like 99.9% of the people already know the story, at least. So... Check it out. It's some good shit. Mm. The remakes? Yeah. Like you said, it, it does modernize it a little bit, but yeah, it's a can't right. be the original. Yeah, you it can't. can't just, be yeah. The original exactly. 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 All right, let's move on to. Ah, Marcus, I know this is one of uh one of your uh, favorites. Uh, uh, Dawn of the Dead 1978 by George A Romero again. What are your thoughts on Dawn of I, the Dead?
1: Now, I know in part 1 I said that Land of the Living Dead was his best film and my favorite film mm-hmm. i rescind that statement dawn of the dead is his finest zombie film because it's so much fun yeah i don't even see this as a horror oh this definitely is just not. like definitely this not. is like a black comedy yeah, straight up for black sure comedy. um i think i think there was a trend of the, the more zombie films he did the funnier they became <laughs> i don't mm-hmm. know why but mm-hmm. that's just the way it was i mean this film had a really infamous uh pie scene like a pie party scene mm-hmm. um, that was cut and you can watch in a restored edition or on YouTube. Um, but this film is really good fun. This film was also remade by Zack Snyder, I think, in the 2004 mm-hmm. Dawn of the that. Dead, which is actually great. I actually really like that film Yeah, it's actually too. not bad. Yeah, it, it modernizes it and actually makes the zombies kind of scary. Um, this is not a horror film, but... I'm going to put this on my Halloween list anyway because I just really, really like this film. It's good fun. Um, yeah, this is a solid eight for me. Uh, uh, I know you probably won't rate it so high because it's a zombie Yeah, film, but
0: I think, again, definitely check it out. I feel like it is a... I don't want to say it, but <laughs> yes, it is kind of a classic. It is kind of a classic. Definitely check it out again. Uh, I personally wouldn't put it on my Halloween list, but... You know, for those of you who haven't seen it, definitely check it out. It is, you know, a great fun. It's a great Halloween movie to watch. And, you know, Halloween isn't all meant to be about horror films either. Like we're later on we will be mentioning a few more family friendly, kind of like feel-good Halloween films. And I would actually go ahead and say that Dawn of the Dead is kinda along that territory. It's like that thin mm. line between the feel-good family Halloween and a full-on like horror movie. And it's good in between. Watch it with friends. Watch it with family. It's great. You know, for sure. I would include it on my list. And that's a big, you know, that's a big statement considering I don't like zombie films. So, definitely check it out. Right, moving on. Brian De Palma's Carrie, 1976. Now, I personally never really found the premise of Carrie that, like, scary or that, like, interesting TBH. I think... Um, you know the whole kind of like telekinesis, kind of like oh she's got blood on her, or like on her, on her whole kind of like look and white dress. It's iconic; like everyone has seen that screenshot at least. But you know, it's it's a it's a I wouldn't say it's that amazing, and I feel like especially for like new viewers. Um, like people that were born, you know, again, millennials and younger audiences and shit, when you watch Carrie, and I feel like this is probably going to happen quite a lot with most movies and properties nowadays, you're probably going to be like, oh, this is just like this other film and this other story of, you know, of like a telekinetic a teleka, t- telekinetic uh, character and stuff. And that, the thing is, Carrie, like the Stephen King story and stuff is... I don't want to say it's the one that started at all. I'm not entirely sure. I don't think I've got the evidence to substantiate that claim, but it's definitely like, you know, one of the OGs. It's interesting, but I wouldn't include it on my list personally.
1: Yeah, I am inclined to agree with you. I never really liked this film. Yeah. Um, it's kind of boring, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, it's it's very much a class. It's just literally a classic high school bullying film but you just throw in a bit of telekinetic Mm. power in there and that's Mm. kind of it Uh, i mean if anything her crazy religious mom is the scariest part of the film Mm. Um, but the cultural importance of it you know as a horror film like it is considered a classic and i suppose it is Um, i'm happy it it exists purely because it helped brian de palma become recognized Mm -hmm. and because of that we got Scarface mm-hmm. and The Untouchables mm-hmm. and some really, really great films like Mission Impossible, Carlito's Way, Snake Eyes. So I'll allow it. This film is is cool, but mm-hmm. it's not on my list by any means.
0: See, here's um here's a more modern kind of um example of the Carrie story, which I actually really enjoyed, and it's played by um Sophia Lillis, and she, you know, we mentioned her in the last episode, and she's uh one of the child actors in It's Chapter One. She's one of the best performers in it. And Sophia Lillis is in the Netflix show called I Am Not Okay With This. And I actually really enjoyed it. It's kind of like, have you seen it, Marcus?
1: No, it didn't really interest it's me. It's actually
0: pretty interesting because, like, it's short episodes of, like, 20 minutes to 25 minutes, and you can watch the entire thing in, like, one night. And it's kind of like a spin on the whole Carrie story of the telekinetic kind of character, female character. So again, the Carrie story is been, has been told a caffillion times. But I would say that I am not okay with this. It's actually pretty, pretty cool. It's pretty interesting. And I actually prefer it to the Carrie uh, movie. Um, but, so I would actually say, I am not okay with this. Include that on your Halloween list. That's just for me. Obviously, Marcus, you haven't seen it yet. But for Carrie itself, the 1976 one, would you include it on your Halloween list? No. Yeah, me neither. Right, moving on. Oh. Oh my lord. All right. Okay, we're going back into classic territory now. Roman Polanski, a legend in the name already. Rosemary's Baby, 1968, starring Mia Farrow. I mean enough said like there's no <laughs>
1: it's, really... it's enough said. yeah there's... like i don't even know what to say for this this is a master class in horror mm-hmm. master class of storytelling mm-hmm. phenomenal acting mm-hmm. this is very much a slow burn mm-hmm. paranoia building film yep that is like creepy as fuck yep claustrophobic yep solid film yep solid 8.5 for me on the list there's nothing really else to say watch it Mm -hmm. it is sick Mm -hmm.
0: i feel like you know so there are a a few films that are always kind of you know people mention it when they talk about you know best classic horror films and that would be the omen the exorcist uh, rosemary's baby um the thing blah, blah, blah 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 I mean and they they're there for a reason, you know? People talk about these films for a reason and it genuinely is because they're ahead of its time. They're cla- they're like the acting is amazing, the production is amazing, the premise is amazing, the script is amazing. Like definitely Rosemary's Baby deserves to be, you know, part of that conversation and it is and it should be on everyone's quintessential must-watch list for films. Not just Halloween. But yeah, I think, you know, Marcus, you put it perfectly. Let's move on. So next up we have 1973's The Wicker Man by Robin Hardy. Now, here's a film that I haven't seen. So, Marcus, for someone who hasn't seen it, tell me a little bit more about this film.
1: Okay. Now, the premise of this alone is interesting enough Mm -hmm. to watch. And I'm not really going to say much more. Mm -hmm. A policeman... Is sent to a remote island to find a missing girl. Upon getting there, nobody acknowledges that she exists. That is the premise. Oh
0: my god, that sounds and
1: okay. And like, there's a little more like juice to add in there. Okay. The island is also known to practice pagan rituals.
0: Pagan things. Oh Um, lord,
1: this is a really, really, really. Great film. Okay, classic British horror. Okay, um, I mean Christopher Lee is in it. Ooh, icon. He's a nut- piece. Like he's a nutcase in this as well. Like it's, it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, and o- honestly, like Edward Woodward, mm-hmm. he's got a mad Scottish accent in this film. Love it. Um, and it's a really good pagan classic. I, I got to say, like I can't recommend this enough. Um, I feel like a lot of the films on this list are very much largely american mm. uh so it's it is nice that sometimes the british mm. sit sit in the horror realm obviously at the descent mm-hmm. but like i gotta say 1973's the wicker man is an absolute classic all right do not watch the remake though <laughs> i've terrible. heard i've heard it I've heard. is terrible but um, um damn, this that... is a slow burn too this builds mm-hmm. like paranoia paranoia very much like rosemary's baby
0: okay okay well You've sold it. That sounds fucking amazing. Um, out of ten, what would you rate it?
1: I sold at eight. Maybe. Oh wow.
0: Okay. Nice. All right. Well, that's on my list, and in fact, I am putting it on my. I'm opening a new tab right now. Watch <laughs> the Wicker Man online. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm definitely watching it tonight. It sounds fucking amazing. Uh, but let's move on. So, oh, we're going into the top ten. We're going oh, into top ten now, lads. Yeah. Here we go. So. The first entry on the top 10, A Nightmare on Elm Street by Wes Craven, 1984. Johnny Depp's introduction to the world. Okay. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, this film is iconic as fuck. And the poster is amazing. There's so many different posters. The one that they've got on the website now is cool, but there's another one that is just as cool. And it's her on the bed and you can see like Freddy Krueger's like, mm. hand on top of it. And yeah, honestly, like, the premise alone is already, like, quite terrifying. The idea of, you know, the the boogeyman is, is, has always been scary. And I think they just did a really good job of, like, bringing it to life. And I think the practical effects are great. I think there's quite a few iconic scenes in this film. Um, but yeah, Marcus, what are your thoughts?
1: I I adore this film, dude. Like, mm-hmm. I... This is so much fun. Um, and weirdly enough, I actually enjoy all of the sequels. I enjoy this franchise. Mm-hmm. I don't like I don't like the remake, though. Very important to say. Mm-hmm. Remake was shit. Mm-hmm. But I enjoyed the whole Nightmare series. They're all really good fun. Um, mm-hmm. I can see how at the time this would have been kind of scary. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, the boogeyman and what happens when you sleep and dream. But for me, I never found this scary. I always found this just really good, kind of like camp fun. Mm, no, nah, for sure. Um, for this sure. is very much like an 80s vibe. Oh, yeah, that, definitely. That kind of embellishes all of the 80s horror tropes into one. But in saying that, like, this has given us one of the most iconic horror characters of all time, and that's Freddy. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually think that on this list, Friday the 13th is not on this list, which oh, yeah. I debate. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, in us mentioning Nightmare on Elm Street, I think it's equally important for us to mention Friday the 13th. That franchise is also really good fun. Mm-hmm. I think it becomes much more ridiculous. Like, there's Freddy in space, which is like you oh, know, God. a madness. Mm-hmm. But, but in one of the most ambitious horror crossovers ever, we got freddie versus jason mm-hmm. which is so ridiculous but so much fun mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i gotta say man like i love this film um straight up west craven man that yeah dude. fair
0: enough fair enough i feel straight like sick i feel like you nailed it with the whole kind of like it's not scary it's kind of like It is, again, on that line of, like, it's basically kind of like a family... Well, no, okay, obviously not a family film, but you get what I mean, where it's kind of like, it's not particularly scary anymore, and it's more along that campiness kind of vibe. Um, But, yeah, I would definitely include it on my list 100%. And, yeah, it is kind of, like, crazy now that you mentioned that Friday the 13th isn't on this list. Um, That's mad. That's just mm-hmm. crazy, huh? fair enough, yeah, uh, maybe not fair enough, but like, damn, okay, anyway, moving on, we have oh, oh my Lord, all right, here we go, the exorcist nineteen seventy three uh Aww. let's let's cue let's cue that theme song.
1: i watched it the other day actually oh
0: fair play fair play well marcus what are your thoughts i mean again like we said ladies and gentlemen we're in the top 10 now all these films are iconic and everyone already knows the plots of these films but yeah marcus what are your thoughts on the exorcist
1: you know this is always hailed as the scariest film of all time um (laughs) honestly dude this film is amazing oh yeah this is like a solid nine out of ten for me i think this is the quintessential devil film Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. i don't think anything does it quite as well as this Mm -hmm. um you know as i mentioned earlier there's a shutter series there's a whole episode on the exorcist and it's really interesting because it goes very much into like all of the bookie shit that happened on set Mm -hmm. and it was all marketing most Mm of it was kind of like you know just shit happens. Right. But like the marketing that they, the PR campaign that they did around this film was madness. You know, like saying that uh, they had ambulances prepared outside cinemas and stuff like that. And people mm-hmm. fainting. People were fainting constantly during this film. But mm-hmm. I think it's because they bigged it up mm. so hard. mm it's genius, um, to be fair. It's genius. No, watching. dude, this film, absolute genius. And apparently freaking was abs- like, he was a crazy director. Apparently, he fired a gun next to someone's head to get a reaction. Oh, Jesus. Like, he was pretty hardcore. Okay. I gotta say. And, Stanley you know, Kubrick shit. Yeah, pretty much. And you, come on, like, shout out to Ellen. Mm. Uh, I can't even pronounce her. Burstein. Yeah, Burstein. Mm-hmm. The acting that she did for this oh, yeah. film. For although sure. I was saying that, she, I, I believe she got Uh, an oscar nod Hmm. but there was some controversy around it because she's only actually acting when she's not in demon mode Mm. somebody else is acting when it's in demon mode so she's actually Uh, not in the film for that long interesting so when she got nominated for some kind of oscar there was controversy she didn't win it because it wasn't actually her acting for most of the film but like the special effects are terrifying amazing man like the priests (laughs) Honestly, mm. everyone knows the line. The power of Christ compels you. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows it, mm. and it's and, like, and it's oh. been
0: you know used and referenced in almost every horror film. Ever, well, not every, but most horror films ever since that have like any anti Christ shit. Um, yeah, I'd say like yeah. I mean, this film is easily one of the best horror films of all time. Uh, up there with you know some of the best films of all time. Period. Definitely check it out. I would say Scary Movie has <laughs> spoofed it slightly ruined. Has it. slightly ruined it in in my head just because like you know the in Scary Movie three or two they just took the piss out of it. But yeah, I think you know 1973's Exorcist is deservedly hailed as a masterpiece. So definitely on our Halloween must watch list.
1: 100%. Have you seen the extended cut by the way, like the director's cut?
0: No. I mean I may oh, have. Dude. I'm not sure.
1: It's so this this version includes the infamous spider walk scene. Okay. Reggie and walks yeah, down yeah, 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 the stairs. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I've seen it then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I actually prefer the director's cut mm. because there's just more little there's more goodness mm. in the film I'd say. Mm. But yeah, dude, honestly, classic. Classic film. Absolutely. Absolute classic. And the theme song is lit.
0: Oh, do you know what else is a great theme song? Da-da. What? Da-da. Da-da.
1: Segway. Jaws,
0: 1975, directed by Steven Spielberg. Well, I mean, again, like, is there really any point? Like, you know. Debating about this film like it's one hundred percent on a Halloween must watch list it's a hundred percent on any film must watch list um now of course like the soundtrack is is iconic the the monster like jaws the shark is iconic and it iconically started the whole kind of don't show the monster like tease it let the anticipation do the talking and there's like this is what horror films in terms of like how they deliver their scares should. Aspire to do, you know, it's never like they show the like mainly of most of it was, of course, like technical difficulties. They couldn't actually get the mechanical shark to work on many occasions, but at the end, it worked in its favor because you never really get to see the full shark other than like a few glimpses and stuff. Iconic film, genius film. Um, and yeah, I mean, it just looks like we're gonna need a bigger boat, yeah. (laughs) 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 Yeah, <laughs> 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 but yeah. What are what are your thoughts? I mean, I personally think this is like an eight point five out, eight point five film. It's it's on it's on the list for sure for me.
1: I give this a nine Ooh. purely because when I watched this, I was really young when I watched this. Mm. It has instilled this actual like like lifelong fear of open ocean. Um. Which is kind of mad, really, Mm. when you think about it. The film has instilled this fear in me subconsciously. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm terrified of sharks because of this film. And I think everyone is terrified of sharks because of this (laughs) film. Yeah, like, fair enough. Although it has created this kind of negative stigma around shark attacks and stuff Mm. like that. that's important to note. But I think as a horror film, this is one of the most important Mm. horror films. Purely because this created the summer block Blah, blah, blah. Block. Summer Blockbuster. B- yeah. This yeah, created the Summer Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. And true. it kicked off Steven Spielberg's amazing run of 70s, 80s, and 90s. Oh, mate. Like, at, in
0: that period, Spielberg was like Midas. Like everything you touch is turned to gold. Mm-hmm. And this is definitely one of one of said films. It's it's sick. It's sick.
1: It's sick. There's a really good documentary. Um, there's quite a few of them around the making of the film. Mm-hmm. It's it's a really interesting process of seeing how Steven Spielberg was like I'm going to shoot this film in the open ocean. Mm. And everyone was like, you're mad. And he was. But (laughs) here we have one of the most iconic films of all time. Mm.
0: Very true. Very true. Um, Talking
1: about iconic films.
0: Oh, here we go. Like legit, all the segues are now just like on and on. Nosferatu, 1922 by F.W. Murnau. I mean, this is a film where, you know, some of you may not... Know the name or may not know, you know, the story, but you would definitely know the like screenshots from this film. And Roger Ebert once said, to watch Nosferatu is to see the vampire movie before it had really seen itself. Like, it's one of those like OG godfather films where it's cinematic legend. Like, we've mentioned a few films here that are cinematic classics and you know, 100%, but Nosferatu is a cinematic legend before all of these classics you know these films were the ones that allowed for future films to run like these were the films that began it all Nosferatu is definitely one of those films it's a quintessential quintessential film any film lover that loves film needs to check out this film simply for its art direction for you know its production design and its costume and its makeup and you know the filming techniques for its time were amazing for german expressionistic film it's honestly an innovation and it really really is iconic
1: i think you've kind of said everything really mm-hmm. like this film is chilling to watch now really i think it's probably because of how old it is mm-hmm but Mm. it's actually kind of
0: scary like nosferatu actually looks kind of scary like if you saw if you saw nosferatu at night i would probably shit my pants you know Uh, i'll actually be like
1: oh jesus christ (laughs) like yeah this film is so important Mm. um you know and i I love how obviously when this came out films were silent Mm -hmm. so the original score composed by hans Mm erdman that was supposed to be performed. During any of the screenings, mm-hmm. pretty much almost all of that score has been lost. Mm-hmm. So throughout the history of this film being screened, mm-hmm. there have been so many iterations of the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Like James Bernard, who the who composed most of the hammer horror film mm-hmm. soundtracks, he wrote a score for it. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many variants of this score. Mm-hmm. And it's actually really good fun listening to different ones. Mm-hmm. I believe on Amazon at the moment. There is a Nosferatu with sound.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: And I believe it's, I don't believe they've actually like put, no, Nosferatu's not speaking or anything like that. Right, right, right. But they've just put a score under it. And I think Mm. they've also done a double feature where you can watch Nosferatu with a new score Mm. with the uh, cabinet of, I can't pronounce it, Calgary.
0: Uh, Yeah, the. yeah, the Doctor Cagliari. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So
1: that's that's Cagliari. a nice little... Cagliari. There we go. Mm. But that's a nice little double feature that I would probably recommend for yeah. Halloween.
0: I feel like every you every film student at uni has been like has watched this film, but you know it's 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 shown and screened at unis for a reason. If it's right, realistically, think about this: if any work of art is actually studied at an institution. Like, you may not be a fan of it, but, like, that alone already, you know, shows how iconic they are. So, you know, check it out for sure. If you haven't seen it, check it out. If you have seen it, check it out. It's iconic. It's a legend. But moving on, we have another legend here, but of different kinds. But this is the guy <laughs> with the chainsaw for a hand, Evil Dead 2 by Sam Raimi. Sorry, Bruce Campbell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> legend, cult classic. Marcus, like, you love this film. Go on, go on. I go love
1: on. this film. I, 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 I. This film is so, so, so much fun. Mm-hmm. Like the practical effects, mm-hmm. the soundtrack, the innovation mm-hmm. that he used to create the ghost, like Sam Raimi used to create, like the ghost running after people, whereas literally just him, literally running with a camera and speeding it up. Mm-hmm. Like, man, this is so much fun and technically this is a remake of evil dead one but it's not at the same time it's just evil dead one with more budget and they slightly deviate on the plot they bring Mm. back the honest to god bruce campbell is the king of Mm -hmm. b-movies that dude has the chin like he has the most legendary chin i gotta say (laughs) his chin is just like He's got an iconic chin. He does, to be fair. So, and dude, there are so many fucking awesome quotes in this. Like, oh yeah, groovy. I'll swallow your soul. <laughs> like, this man. Like, yeah, Sam Raimi. I think this is when we really, really saw him come into his own as a director. Mm. This is, I think, this was like one of the easily top five things he ever did. Mm, fair enough. Yeah, um, for sure. Uh, to me this is my personal favorite thing he's ever done this is a solid 8.5 this is this was made on like fuck all budget as Mm -hmm. well Mm -hmm. and it's actually aged pretty good too yeah for sure um really good posters evil dead one i would also recommend but that's that's pretty low budget so i think that's more for people who are kind of into into that budget vibe Mm -hmm. um evil dead 2 is a absolute classic horror film Mm-hmm. and then it spawned um Army of Darkness which i adore as well i don't know if you've seen that seb nope but Army of Darkness is much more of a black comedy um but it's the Evil Dead universe is awesome and i believe it didn't didn't Sam Raimi reboot his old his own universe with the new version of Evil Dead that came out not that long ago
0: i i haven't seen the new one so i have no idea
1: i believe he actually did he did he produced okay okay he produced the new version that came out in 2013 right um that one is an absolute i mean it's kind of scary very much haunting but it's like absolute gore fest (laughs) um so i don't think you'll like it to be honest (laughs) um yes evil dead fair enough 8.5 there we go it should be on your all year round list
0: fair enough yeah i would 100 percent agree i think it's just like it is a family friend it's a family film for me (laughs) so yeah definitely definitely chuck it onto your list evil dead 2 ladies and gentlemen right moving on we have another john carpenter the halloween film 1978 what a film what a film i think like jamie lee jamie lee curtis iconic and mm-hmm. michael myers iconic it's just legit an iconic film and i know i've said iconic so many times this episode but legit it's like it genuinely is like a halloween like it's not even just halloween classic it's just a film classic and yes like nowadays again like i said earlier with horror films made earlier you can definitely like suspend your disbelief a lot, and you're kind of just there like, "Ha lol, but it's lots of fun as well, and there are moments of kind of like "Oh shit, you know like there there are it's like the whole classic like suburbia kind of vibe as well, and it's just you know you've got like the 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 like Michael Myers, I think is a great villain, and you've got Jamie Lee Curtis, who's jamie Lee fucking Curtis, so like. Mm-hmm. So okay Marcus Marcus and I we we both talked about um the 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 new Halloween kind of remake that I still haven't seen but I think if right now if I'm just talking about the original 1978 I would say 100% it is on this list now there are lots of sequels and reboots and stuff blah blah that I haven't seen I think two or three of them so I can't really judge them Uh, I'll leave that to Marcus. But for me, the original, 100% in. It's a a very masterful, tension-building story.
1: Okay. Halloween. One of my favorite films of all time. It's another John Carpenter. Go figure. Now, this, I think, is the quintessential slasher. Mm, I got to say. Uh, Iconic theme song. And it spawned a trillion sequels. Yep. Which are very convoluted, especially with the newest iteration of Halloween, which is a direct follow-on from Halloween 1 and Halloween 2. Uh, So Halloween 1 is an absolute classic. Halloween 2 is also great. It Mm -hmm. follows Mm -hmm. on directly from Halloween 1. It's set in a hospital, Mm -hmm. Michael running around, killing horny nurses. Um, (laughs) Love to see it. Yeah, have you seen it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: I think I've only not seen... um, Wait, okay, okay, hold on. Is is it just me, or was there one that was like a spoof of Saw? Uh,
1: I'm not sure about that. No, I
0: swear there was one Halloween movie that became almost like... I don't know, I don't know, I need to... Right, you continue your piece. I'm going to do a little researching in the meantime. Okay, so...
1: This is when it gets kind of weird like when we actually look at all of the actual halloween films halloween 1 1978 halloween 2 1981 with sam loomis and then we had halloween 3 mm-hmm. which doesn't actually feature michael myers it's about a witch mm-hmm. as a standalone horror film it's cool uh but the fact that it's in the halloween universe kind of like baffs everyone to this day um Let's skip over that. Halloween 4, Return of Michael Myers. Yeah, it's okay. Like they they just become more and more ridiculous as they as they continue.
0: Halloween Resurrection. That's the one I'm talking about. The one that that has fucking Tyra Banks in it. That oh, one. Oh my god. I remember that that one was legit just like a saw spoof. I forgot like that, that even
1: happened. So bad. Oh my god. Because <laughs> see, for me, the only Halloween films worth watching are Halloween one,
0: mm-hmm. Halloween I agree. two. I agree.
1: Um, Halloween H2O, purely because that is the 20th anniversary of the original Halloween coming out. They bring back Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, it's it's not a horror by any means. It's just good fun. Mm-hmm. Um now, if you're into your more gory Halloween, even though Halloween is somewhat gory as it, as it is, there's the Rob Zombie 2007 Halloween, which is a reboot. Um, so the, he made two films, and he kind of takes it into his own hands and changes things with Halloween 2. If you haven't seen them and you're kind of more into your shock gore and you like Rob Zombie, I would recommend watching Halloween 2007 and Halloween 2 2009. Um, now... This is when the fucking awesome fun begins. We have 2018's Halloween, which, as I said, is the follow-up to Halloween 1 and 2. So much fun. I re-watched it this week. I love this film. It's really good fun. John, John Carpenter is back. He re he redoes the soundtrack. Jamie Lee Curtis is back. And, you know, she's obviously a lot older now. She has a family. You can really see what Michael has done. To mm-hmm. her, like, the paranoia she lives in. And it's, it's like, it's so badass, man. Like, there mm-hmm. are a lot of flaws with the film, though. A lot of the logic. You know, she's been preparing for 40 years. And Michael still manages to break into her house. Because for <laughs> some reason, um, she has all these guns and stuff in her house. And she's got these spotlights. But for some reason, when she, you know, was securing her house, she still decided that it would be a good idea to have glass window panes in her front door. Mm-hmm. So... He could just smash through them and unlock the door himself i kind of thought you know you got to take with a pinch of salt really good fun but it's kicked off a brand new trilogy of halloween films Mm. which i am so down for so how many films are there in
0: total now for halloween so
1: we have (laughs) like one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve christ um so we have 12 although Two of them are in separate universes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's the Rob Zombie universe. Mm -hmm. And then we have the John Carpenter universe, which is one, two, Halloween, Halloween Kills, which is coming out next year. And then we have Halloween Ends, which is next year. The problem with that is, though, the fact that they've announced a trilogy. When you're watching Halloween Kills, which is the film that comes Mm -hmm. out next year. You're, You're going to be like, well, Michael's going to come back yeah, in the next exactly. film. So I'm really hoping that they have the balls to kill off Laurie Strode's character. Mm. Finally. Because I know they actually did that in Resurrection, I believe. She sacrifices herself yeah, to kill Michael. I
0: think so.
1: Um, but yeah, you know, I, I really like Michael Myers' as a character. So mm. I'm here you know, John Carpenter is overseeing this. So, you know, I'm mm. down for it. I trust his vision. Yeah, but I, I hope they say... end it. Like, it's just too much mm. now.
0: I think, like, yeah, that's the same thing with all of the, like, classic franchise vibes is that at some point, you know, it kind of gets a bit long. or Or, like, with Marvel and how they do things where they announce future films, like when we watched Infinity War, you already knew that there was going to be a Black Panther 2, a Spider-Man 2 or whatever coming at some point. So you would be like, well, they're obviously not going to die. And I feel Mm -hmm. like that is one of the main issues. But this is also an issue that we're going to mention in next week's uh, episode, on the Halloween episode of uh, the James Wan Modern Horror. So be sure to check that out when it comes out. But yeah, anyway, Halloween, you know, great film. The first one's a classic. Definitely on the must-watch list. Marcus, what other in what other ones in the halloween franchise would you include on this list
1: okay halloween one halloween two uh halloween h2o Mm -hmm. only if you're into halloween and Mm -hmm. as i said rob zombies two halloween films if you're into your crazy gore Mm uh and i would include 2018's halloween because it's a direct follow-on from Mm -hmm. the original all right
0: boom so with that one (laughs) with that one inclusion on empire you've got now like what seven films that you can check out on your must watch Mm -hmm. list so hey there you go right next up we are moving on to one of my favorite films of all time that transcends the definition of film in general john carpenter again legend of the game the thing 1982 starring kurt russell i mean for those of you who haven't seen the thing what the fuck are you doing with your life you need to watch this film now earlier uh, when we were talking about an american werewolf in london i mentioned that that film deserved praise for its special effects and makeup as well as the thing and the thing Oh my God, like the practical effects alone is already iconic. Like they did, everything was made, everything was handmade, everything was practical, no CG was in, because, you know, this was before CG was a thing, and it looks amazing, but what makes this film so good, on top of the amazing acting, the score by Morricone, is the premise, and the premise is, without any spoilers, Humans in Antarctica doing research stumble upon an alien that can shape shift and it can change and it can look at like anyone or anything and it will then kill you. That's basically it. And honestly, the whole film is about all of the human beings being paranoid, being asking themselves who can you trust? Is this person next to me real? Is that actually them or is that the alien? And you, along with the cast members, you feel that the entire movie. Every scene, you're like, wait a minute, that's a bit sus. It's basically like Among <laughs> Us, but the movie, you know? Like, everyone's always kind of like, nah, you're being sus, bro. You're being sus. It was like, nah, man, I swear, I'm, it's me, bro. I'm like, nah, G, you're the guy. And it's that entire film. Like, honestly, this film is iconic and yes of course it is a remake but this film is honestly just for me i know like most of the uh, like other films are like film icons this for me goes into film legend territory like this for me is a 9 out of 10 film 9.5 out of 10 film it's on the quintessential must watch list of everything and that's my piece uh, i think you can tell how <laughs> how much i like this film mark
1: is well how am i supposed to follow that up (laughs) you've pretty much said everything that there is to say about this film as we've said so many times on this john carpenter is a master filmmaker Mm -hmm,
2: mm -hmm. the
1: thing is phenomenal it introduced us to kurt russell in Mm -hmm. one of his best roles Mm -hmm. soundtrack is great the atmosphere is great Mm -hmm. the Everything is great. Mm-hmm. Time to move on. It's a solid 9 out of 10.
0: Yeah, 100%. It's it's genius. It's genius. Right. Now it just in- makes me want to scream. Uh-huh. A <laughs> segue to <laughs> Wes Craven's Scream, 1996. Right, Marcus, what are your thoughts on Scream?
1: Okay, this is from Wes Craven, who, if you don't know, also directed Nightmare on Elm Street, which we mentioned earlier. This is a modern classic. This is so much fun. This is literally like watching Clue, but in a modern setting. Yeah,
2: fair That's enough. That's pretty
1: much what this film is now that I think about it. This is actually just the Clue film <laughs> with Fair enough. Less camp. It's not as camp. There's still there's still like, you know, a lot of really cool high school kind of humor in this. And one of the characters um is, is like so woke in this film towards Mm. like horror and he Mm. just kind of it's almost like he knows he's in a horror film because he's just there like man i know if i go into this like garage i'm gonna get stabbed but he goes in anyway
0: (laughs) it's very (laughs) self-referential
1: but Mm. very yeah it's it's very self-aware it's really good fun you know it it introduced us to like Nev campbell and her character of sydney who is a horror icon you know we have Ghostface, Wazza. that What's uh, The problem is whenever, whenever you watch this film, you just think of scary movie. Scary movie um, mm-hmm. legit ruined this film for me. <laughs> it's kind of ruined it. Like it genuinely um, has ruined it. And it's it. also, yeah, literally, it's uh, it's yeah. But 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 this film is really good fun. um It spawned off a trillion sequels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which vary in quality, I must say. I've only seen one.
0: I've legit only seen the first one. I
1: think. It's really?
0: I think. Wow. Not, I feel like so I've only I've seen,
1: seen one. I've seen, I believe, I think I've seen all of them. Oh, God. So we start off with Scream, 1996, and then it was followed up pretty much the year after with Scream 2, which mm-hmm. is okay. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of gets into, like, ridiculous territory where we have Scream 3, and then we have Scream 4, which is a sack of shit, <laughs> uh, and Scream 5, which is coming in 2022, and they brought everyone back, like... Nev okay. um, Campbell is back, mm-hmm. uh, David Arquette is back, uh, but the problem is the whole thing with Scream, it only really worked in the first film mm. where they are trying to subvert your expectation of who the killer is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Sc- Scream Scream 1 had a really good twist and it made sense too. It mm-hmm. actually, like, you know, it was ridiculous, but they wrote it so it made sense. The more Scream films they make, the more ridiculous it becomes. Oh, yeah. Um, and they even had a Netflix scream series oh which yeah i forgot seasons. about that yeah yeah that was absolutely trash Oh, and they couldn't <laughs> get the rights to Ghostface, eh? his mask wait what? so yeah so if you google the screen what, what do you mean scream netflix
0: no yeah, way mask. what the fuck that's so dumb
1: why have you never seen do that? that
0: no i mean th- like i said i never bothered with the sequels or anything. Yeah. Other so than the, the, first. the
1: the scream series is quite annoying, I must say. Oh boy. Okay. Um, yeah. And and they gave Ghostface a new mask, and it looks hilarious. Oh geez. I gotta say. Oh god. Okay. But yeah, no. I mean, the first scream film is an absolute classic. It's really good fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's much more fun with your friends. This is like mm, a, a, a film you would, you know, you'd, you'd open a couple cans and mm-hmm. you know have a laugh. Mm-hmm, it's that kind for of sure. Thing definitely uh watching this by yourself is just a bit like okay cool Mm.
0: you know again like Um, i just can't stop kind of like thinking about like how scary movie just ripped the the Scream movie to part into bits and stuff but yeah i feel like if you haven't seen uh, the original scream definitely check it out uh i haven't seen any of the sequels or the series but from what i'm hearing from you mark is i don't think i want (laughs) to
1: you can skip
0: okay cool but the first one definitely on our list right and now we're in the top two and you know what they say in space no one can hear you scream this is yeah alien by ridley scott jesus mother of god this film oh Again, film legend status. Sigourney Weaver, I love her the bits. This movie is so sick. Like, Marcus, I know you love this film. And you know I love this film. Like I genuinely think that this is film history.
1: Oh, dude, 100%. This is a master, like we keep throwing the word masterclass around, but honestly this is. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: This film is atmospheric perfection, mm-hmm. suspense perfection, mm-hmm. storytelling perfection. Mm-hmm. This also opened up a universe which is still being explored today. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also brought about one of the best sequels of all time, Alien with an S on the end. Hell yeah. I gotta say though, I actually prefer I prefer watching Aliens to Alien. Mm, I think it's a very different vibe more, though. Uh, they're very different. Yeah. Aliens is an action film. Mm. Uh it's just good fun. Mm. But Alien is is phenomenal. Uh it gives us a really, really strong female lead. Oh yeah. Oh, mate, Ripley Lieber's is like actually just such
0: an iconic badass. Like yeah, exactly. she's so cool. Like, I feel like she, you know, there's there's there there are numerous like iconic female characters in uh, in, in films, for sure. But I think mm-hmm. in the sci-fi genre or, like, fantasy genre, it's still a very much male-dominated kind of um, genre, for sure. I mean, look at Lord of the Rings, look at Harry Potter, blah, blah, blah. But I feel like Ripley, she just ripped... <laughs> she just ripped these motherfuckers in got goddamn assholes. She's sick. Like, Ripley's dope. She really did. Mm.
1: And it's, it's just, like, honestly, the, the practical effects in this film are ridiculous. Oh, oh, my God, yeah. Legit. Like, the alien is terrifying. Yeah, And See? also... That's Ugh. the
0: thing. Like, when you compare the creature design, the aesthetic, and the practical the practical effects of this creature, of this monster, and then compare this to a modern film such as A Quiet Place, it really makes you think like, yo, they did The Alien in 1979, and they may- actually made it look horrifying. Whereas, you know, now, you know, you've got all these monster films, and you're there like, how are you, like you know regress like how how are these like less good like it doesn't make sense Mm -hmm. um but yeah no honestly like i love this film as well it's it's sick it's so good
1: it's it's so so good
0: um i'm not really i'm not a big fan of like the the new ones um what was the newest one that came out alien covenant I was pretty sure. Yeah, Alien
1: Covenant was the, was the newest one, and that's that quite true. pretty trash.
0: bad. Prometheus is pretty meh um, pretty as well, in my opinion. Um, it's I all right. I think the
1: problem is, like, Ridley Scott is, is a great director. You know, he gave us this, he mm-hmm. gave us Gladiator. Mm-hmm. But um, I got to say, it seems like whenever he tries to dwell back mm. into the Alien universe, he just fucks it. Mm, I kind of Like, agree. he just fucks it. Because mm-hmm. it is like, you know, if you watch Prometheus, that's very much... Goes into like what it's very philosophical. Oh yeah, very. And then you go into covenant, which kind of literally merges philosophical ideologies and then, with trying to expand a universe that like he doesn't even understand yeah, himself. Yeah,
0: and and is like you know trying to explain to us the origins of the animal I'm like, I don't need this shit. Like. Like, genuinely, it is one of those things where, like, you know, villains, the less you know about them, the better, in my opinion, in terms of their origins. Like, that's why the Joker's so cool, because you don't mm-hmm. know his origin story. Well, he's got, like, seven million origin stories, so you don't know which one's legit. And, like, you know, same thing. I, I think you nailed it. With, like, with artists kind of going back and revisiting their old work, kind of like, you know, George Lucas, you know, adding little bits here and there to the Star Wars originals you know sometimes it just doesn't work out um but yeah i think the original iconic film like fair enough that's second on this empire list Uh, i would say it's a nine nine out of ten for me
1: i'd say it's a 9.5 cheese 9.5 okay when you think about it right Mm -hmm. can you dent anything in this film
0: Touche. Hey, okay, so
1: okay. Why, okay. Is it, right, right, right. why is it not? Right, a 10, right, 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 right. right. You know here's I mean? the thing.
0: Here's the thing. It's like one of the classics where, like, you know, I feel like it's probably like a flaw in the system or, or my ranking system, but I feel like if I re- if I like kind of, right now at the top of my head, I can't think of anything, but I feel like the perfect 10 film doesn't exist, in my opinion. Um, mm, mm, mm. And I feel like, you know, there's it's a definitely flawed kind of logic for sure, because if I can't pick out, you know, what's wrong with it, then surely that means it's a perfect film, right? But I would say that, um, you know, as a film, I am very tempted to say that it is near perfect, but it's the same reason as to why the next film on this Empire list, uh, I would kind of disagree as being the best horror film of all time. Why? I don't know why. But I just have a feeling that it isn't. And it's hard for me to explain. And I'm sure you listeners and you Marcus are probably thinking like, uh <laughs> But genuinely I feel like it is one of those things where sometimes you can you're just kind of like, it's good, but I don't know if it's actually perfect. Um is anything I ever perfect? I don't know. <laughs> But
1: um, I I am looking at number 1 and I agree mm, with
0: you. But all right, anyway, um, anyway, I wouldn't, let's 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 yeah, segue. Okay, yeah, okay, let, let's let's move it. on to number 1. Let's do it. Think of a good it.
1: segue. What's a good segue? Um here's, here's Johnny. Johnny.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, that's right ladies and gentlemen. It had to be and it's on everyone's like top 5, top 3 and it is Stanley Kubrick's The Shining, 1980 starring Jack Nicholson, Shelley Duvall um now like we said i think this film is amazing but i actually wouldn't say that it's the best horror film of all time now can i give a definitive answer as to why i think it isn't huh. i genuinely am not sure if i can now here's the thing i feel like this film um for those of you who haven't seen it, it is of course very infamously known to be different from the source material that stephen king had written and this is very much stanley kubrick's like spin on it and kubrick is undeniably has all uh, undeniably one of the best filmmakers of all time and he's a genius and i know i've said used the word genius a couple of times, but he actually was a genius with like an IQ of like 200 or something, like actually genius level stuff. And this film, you know, it's got a lot of nuance. Like when you watch it without knowing the deeper layers and stuff, it can come off as just a simple horror film. But when you go into it and really kind of look into the meticulousness and like all the subliminal and, you know, hidden messages of this film, that's when you're kind of appreciating and understanding how much time and thought and intellect Kubrick put into this, where you've got, you know, uh, it's basically a tale of the Native Americans being, um, you know, slaughtered. It's also a tale of, you know, the Holocaust. It's a tale, and it's a tale of, like, potentially, um, you know, child you know i mean okay okay there's no other way of saying it but there is a scene there are scenes that imply that jack nicholson was kind of sexually abusing his son as well so there's lots of these like you know subliminal messages that are being talked about and i think that alone deserves to be praised for sure but as a horror film Would I say that it is the best horror film of all time? I'm not entirely sure because I don't think it's that scary. I don't know what you think about it, Marcus, but I wasn't scared. The even the first time I watched it, I actually wasn't scared, and I still am not scared. Like I rewatched this the other day, and I I never was terrified by this film. So
1: I got to say that I agree. I wouldn't categorize this in my best horror films of all time. I mean, it definitely is, but it's definitely not in the top 10, definitely mm-hmm. not in the top five. Mm-hmm. But oddly enough, I would put this in my list of best films of all time. I agree. Um, purely because I agree. It's not really a horror. It's more of a psychological thriller. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's not really... I don't really know what else to say, really. it's
0: It's a difficult one, right? It is a difficult one because like, you know... It's what you said earlier of like, oh, what can, what's bad about this film? And I'm like, I don't there's nothing bad about it. There's nothing bad about <laughs> it. Bad about there it. genuinely a... isn't anything bad about it. It's just there's something that I feel that it, it's more for me, I would categorize it more along the lines of a Silence of the Lambs kind of psychological mm. thriller category rather than the outright horror, you know?
1: I agree. I agree. I mean, for, for me, I put this on my Halloween watch list. Oh, one hundred percent, because it's it's it is actually a film. The more you watch it, the more you are consciously trying to look for things. Mm, for sure, because there's so many like little Easter eggs, like you know the Apollo.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a whole conspiracy. The
1: Apollo references the whole conspiracy that you know Kubrick was the one who shot the moon landing. Mm-hmm. There's all of these. I, I think that was just an in-house joke. Um, yeah. You know, I and this is one of the greatest directors of all time in his arguable masterpiece, although Space Odyssey is probably his masterpiece to be mm. fair. But I can't I can't really dent this film. It's phenomenal. Yeah, I would I would go ahead chilling. and
0: say that this film is near perfect. Like it is genuinely a 9.8 film probably. But is it perfect? Is there a perfect film out there? I'm not entirely sure. And I feel like this little debate slash topic is kind of opening up a whole different like maybe mm-hmm. episode in the future where is oh, okay. there such a thing as the perfect film? And but yeah, I agree. I think in terms of a Halloween in terms of a horror, I wouldn't say it's the best horror film, but it is in the top, you know, ten best films of all time, probably um and it is definitely on my halloween must watch list as well um but yeah well i mean you know is there anything else you would like to add about the shining
1: no i think that really covers it Mm. you know um and that i guess that was empire's 50 best horror films of all time list and Mm -hmm. we debate some we agree with some Mm -hmm. if it was if, if we had to make a list of 50 it would look so different
0: Mm, there's um, definitely like a I few in say, there that we definitely agreed on 100 but um yeah you know like, like like we so okay how about this let's do a quick round where you name one film i name one film that we would like to put in onto oh, this list yeah right now all right uh you first <laughs> i need a fake uh pressure uh, okay train to busan oh okay gang film fuck yeah um uh gone jam haunted asylum It's another Korean horror film. I rewatched it the other night. It's still good. Uh, But actually, why don't we have a quick like tag, like a quick, you know, synopsis of each film just so people can, you know, check it out if they're interested. So Train to Busan, what's that about? So
1: Train to Busan, Train Full of Zombies, end of story.
0: Okay, (laughs) fair enough. Um, (laughs) Gonjam is a bunch of Korean YouTubers who visit haunted places and they obviously get into the thick of it all right your turn
1: the grudge mm, now yeah. how does one even explain the plot uh boy haunts people that go to their house <laughs> okay that's a terrible explanation <laughs>
0: yeah man we need to try and sell these to listeners but then again you you probably have seen the grudge by now yeah yeah, yeah yeah um okay fair enough fair enough grudge uh i would say martyrs french film Ooh. Uh, martyrs is about a cult that are trying to find out if there is an afterlife and they therefore go to very drastic measures to try and find this uh check it out
1: all right i'm going in hard the wailing Ooh, now film. <laughs> one of the best horror films of all time straight up mm-hmm. um this film is about a village that slowly has more and more murders. and It's about a policeman trying to save his daughter's soul. Mm. There you go.
0: Okay, there we go. There we go. Love that. Love that. Uh, right, I'm going to go family-friendly all of a sudden. And I'm going to say Hocus oh. Pocus uh, is one of my favorite Halloween films of all time. It's about three witches played by Bette Midler, um, Sarah Jessica Parker, and who's the final one? Oh, I always... So it's such disrespect to the final one, but... Yeah, what, I her can't name? remember her name either. Um, I don't know. Uh, Kathy Najimy, she's great. Uh, it's yeah, it's about three witches. It's a family-friendly Disney film about you know, uh, you know, teenagers fighting witches. Great shit. Right, your turn.
1: <laughs> okay. If we're going family-friendly, Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, now this is an absolute oh. masterpiece by the one and only Tim Burton. Mm-hmm. This is a Halloween and Christmas film mm-hmm. in one. Uh, it's about the king of halloween deciding to uh throw christmas mm-hmm.
0: there we go all right uh i'm going to follow that up with the witches 1990 starring angela houston nice and it's about a young boy who stumbles onto a group of witches uh and tries to stop them basically as they prepare to get rid of the world of all children ooh and and that some point ooh. he turns into a mouse fucking genius next <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. edward scissorhands hands ooh yeah another tim burton film johnny Mm -hmm. depp classic Mm -hmm. it's about a boy with hands for scissors trying to find love
0: oh yeah that's pretty much it great film (laughs) great film uh right i need to think i need to think uh okay 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 so like i said we're already going to be doing his own episode on halloween day be sure to check that out when it comes out we would greatly appreciate it and um this is of course james wan the modern godfather and I feel like I'm just going to quickly mention these. I'm not going to go over the plots of them because, you know, he has his own episode, but The Conjuring 1 and Insidious mm, 1 okay. and Insidious 2. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> You've just mentioned 3. Yep. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go with the hyper-violent, mm-hmm. Tarantino-loving Battle Royale. Mm, now, this, is, this film... film Super simple premise, a bunch of students are put on an island, and the last one to survive gets to live.
0: Hell yeah, fuck Hunger Games, this is the one. This This is OG Hunger Games. the fucking one. Um, Right, my turn. A Tale of Two Sisters, Korean horror film. Uh, On returning home from a mental health facility, two sisters find that along with their stepmother, they have to find a way to deal with with their past as a ghost begins to haunt them. Ooh.
1: Ooh. Ooh.
0: Right, your turn. Great film. Great film, great film.
1: Um, Okay, I'm going to go with something that's more thriller. Okay. Okay. And it is The Chaser.
0: Oh, Oh my God, I love that film.
1: Yeah, this film is uh, crushing. The less Mm. so bad it, the better, to be honest. It is about a pimp trying to find one of his women who has been abducted by this crazed serial killer. Mm. This film is crushing.
0: Mm. Very true. Yeah. Your turn. Great film. Well, if we're going on that kind of thrillery vibe, I think it's still very much Halloween-y. So, Memories of Murder um, by <gasps> Bong Joon-ho. He's the same guy that did Parasite, but I would actually say that Mur- Memories of Murder is better than Parasite. Agree. Um, and Agree. it's about a big city detective who helps two inept small town cops investigate a serial killer um it's got honestly, some of the best
1: drop kicks you'll ever see oh yeah
0: honestly this film is might be one of my favorite films of all time i would actually go ahead and say Agreed. that this is a near perfect film as well and say it's a 9.7 Ooh,
1: yeah i like i yeah. agree i agree uh right how am turn. i supposed to follow that up man like uh, that i don't know is so so <laughs> good Okay, I'm going to go with I Saw the Devil. Ooh, okay. Now, That's a good film. That's yep, a good film. This is another Korean thriller. Mm-hmm. Um this is a very similar prim- premise to The Chaser in mm-hmm. a way where it's it's a classic Korean revenge tale. Mm-hmm. It's about a dude chasing a serial killer, trying to stop him from killing people. Mm-hmm. There we go.
0: All right, fair. Nice. I like that. I like that. Um I'm going to follow up with another family film, Monster House. Uh Wait. Uh, it, I, I don't know. I, lots of people have like mixed feelings about this film, but I really like it. It's about free teenagers. Dude, I love that film. Yeah, same. It's about free teenagers. Uh, you know, on Halloween's day, they go trick or treating, and then they find out that one like house is actually alive. Like, come on, that premise alone is fucking genius. Um, so yeah, Monster House for me, 2006.
1: That that film is so solid. Honestly, solid film. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to go with. <laughs> You probably haven't seen this because this is a little more obscure, but this is nineteen ninety eight. Okay. The faculty. The faculty. Um, so this is very much invasion of the body snatchers, but in a high school context. That's all you need to <laughs> oh know. Oh my god. But but that when I read out lit. when I read out who's in it, okay. you're gonna wanna watch it. Okay. Elijah Wood. Oh wow. The same year he went to audition for Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the film debut of Jordana Brewster. Okay. And Usher is in it. I don't know why, Usher. but he just is. Usher? Yeah, Usher is in it. fuck?
0: Yeah. Yeah, man. Usher. 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 Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh,
1: Josh Hartnett's in it. Uh, you know, this is like when he okay. had those really weird early 2000 haircuts. Mm-hmm. It's so much fun, dude. Okay. I highly recommend you watch it.
0: Um, your turn. Casper, the friendly ghost need i say more there i watched was, that yesterday no introduction <laughs> needed it's about friendly ghosts it's cute it's a family-friendly film well played uh oh oh i already got another one but yeah you continue
1: okay i'm a follow-up with one of my favorite films of all time from dusk till dawn
0: mm. now
1: i'm not going to spoil this because it's highly unlikely you have seen this mm-hmm. um so it's basically two robbers Steal a family and are trying to drive to Mexico, mm-hmm. but they stop somewhere, and they cannot get past that rest stop.
0: Mm. Okay,
1: all right. I can't. I can't say anymore.
0: All right. All right. Okay. I'm gonna follow you up with Adam's family and Adam's family values. I mean, honestly, ch- like ch- Adam. Adam's family. Values is one of my favorite films of all time growing up. I watched it first because I didn't mm-hmm. know that it was actually part two. Um, Same. But yeah, Adam's Family and A- Adam's Family 2, honestly, some of the most iconically quotable films. I think it still looks really, really good. There's something about the color grade and the film stock that they use for that film that makes it visually one of the most beautiful films I've ever seen. I don't know why, but yeah, that, that's my pick
1: okay okay i'm a follow-up with the nightingale what's that which is from the mind of the director who did the babadook okay Um, interesting this film is set in colonial australia and it is about an irish lady and an aborigine trying to escape the british
0: interesting okay Right, I think from here on we can start, like, you know, going just quick, quick round now. Um, cause, you know, at this point, if you haven't seen the films that we're about to mention, then, then fuck you. But Beetlejuice. Ghostbusters. Oh my God. Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Apostle. What's that? oh Okay, this is a Netflix horror film, this is a pagan horror tale. Okay. Um,. Genuinely terrifying moment in this film. Like it actually caught me off guard. It actually made me flinch pretty hard. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend watching it. Okay. Your turn. All right. All right.
0: Um, I'ma say, hmm, I actually need to think as well. Uh ooh, ooh, what's that film with Meryl Streep? And she and she's like undead. It's like a comedy film and her head is completely twisted with Bruce Willis in it. Ooh, ooh, oh, ooh, dude. Ooh. 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 Ooh.
1: Uh, it's another person.
0: Uh yeah, and it's an amazing film. It is called. Sorry guys, give me one sec. I'm Googling it right now and pretending that I'm not Googling it, but I swear I am. It is called Death Becomes Her. <laughs> Death Becomes Her. Ooh. Great film.
1: Okay. Are you ready? Are you ready to be destroyed? Okay. Here we go. Pan's Labyrinth. Oh,
0: great film. Great film. What a film. Iconic film that is. That is honestly. I another... That is honestly another film that kind of like transcends, you know. That that is like a film icon already. Guillermo del Toro, mm. you know, fantasy, epic fantasy. It's it's like it's not okay. There are moments of fear for sure, but we're not gonna spoil it. It's uh, you know, it's a fantasy tale set in in Spain in the fifties. Great film. Uh, but I think that, you know what? You're right. That's probably like that's that just smashed it. That's that is the best way of ending this perfect list. Um. But yeah, woo. So over these two parts, we've well, we've talked about fifty films on Empire. Probably just name dropped like fifty as well. So that's about a hundred films in these two parts.
1: Whew. Yeah, I'm exhausted.
0: Bloody hell. And again, third time plugging it, but we're doing another specific episode on the Halloween Day about James Wan and the modern horror films. So be sure to check that out. So in total, you guys will have had us uh, heard us talk about a hundred films and more this halloween like let's go as you can
1: tell we love halloween
0: oh yeah (laughs) and before we sign off we've got some very exciting news so after the halloween uh after this episode and the next halloween episode we're going to be introducing a brand new segment a weekly segment called meanwhile news where it's going to be shorter episodes where we just talk about you know think like movie slash tv show news that come out almost immediately so like urgent news like oh like this person has been cast in this film or this film has been cancelled etc so you're going to be hearing a lot more of us and um on top of that we'll still be doing our longer episodes bi-weekly or as as often as we want but we just thought that you know this way you can hear a lot more from us and we're going to be a lot more regular and update and updating everyone and we can talk about topical things. Uh, but we're very excited. We're very, very excited for that.
1: Be ready for more of us. You're going to be sick of us by the end of this. Oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah. But um. Oh well, that was a great episode. Um. Damn, I'm actually tired. <laughs> like that was a long yeah. episode. Um.
1: It's time to go uh watch horror films. Yeah, now.
0: actually, is now. Actually, is. I'm actually going to watch The right yeah. now. It's going to be lit. Oh, it's going to be lit. So good, dude um but anyway you need guys to, like
1: sit down be alone mm-hmm. get some popcorn like prepare thyself
0: all right well i'm gonna do that uh, but anyway guys thank you so much for listening as always i've been your boy seb and i've been marcus peace
2: bye, bye.